Hola Tom, hola Steve, tengan un excelente programa, ustedes siempre me hacen reír, están locos. Welcome everybody to Masters of Profundication, I am Tom Witham. I'm Steve Piles. And this is a bookend episode. A bookend episode, I... Don't know what you mean by that. Because this is unscripted. Uh, we had an episode, oh, a little while ago where we talked about time travel. Do you remember what was special about that episode? It came from the future. It took place on the evening that we observed daylight saving time. Oh, that's right. I had no idea that was the case. I do remember. That <laughs> and was then, embarrassing. <clears throat> Thanks for bringing that up. No, no, that's great. This evening, uh, we're falling back on the clock oh my god are you kidding me i i kid you not <laughs> i had no idea wow man i had terrible about daylight savings time uh it is time to roll the clocks back actually it's not time it won't be time for what like 2 3 a.m this is the gain an hour one right so nice. yes you you get more sleep the problem with it and the thing that bugs me the most about it is it takes place on a weekend like if you're gonna give me an extra hour Give me an extra hour on a Monday morning. Well, for years, though, this was pretty cool. But now, yeah, now that I have weekends off, I don't really care that much. Yeah. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna sleep in. Yeah, whatever. Right. I'm Although, gonna... you can't tell me right here, right now, you're not looking forward to an extra hour of sleep. Here, let me, let me explain this to you from a parent's point of view. The clocks observe an <laughs> hour. <laughs> My children will not be observing that same hour. Oh, fair enough. Fair they enough. give a fuck. <laughs> that's when you storm in the room go to sleep you got another hour to sleep look at the clock <laughs> yeah no actually uh i think i'm gonna get an opportunity to sleep in tomorrow did you just give me like the sassy black woman snap in head bob <laughs> <laughs> no i did not uh yes you I'm did to, i have a for anybody <laughs> listening i want everybody to know that there was a fly that was buzzing around steve's head <laughs> it's still buzzing around and, Imagine, imagine a sassy black woman snapping her finger and shaking her head back and forth, saying, uh-uh, no, you didn't. You are not going to follow my beer, you little fly. That is, <laughs> that's my view, <laughs> was watching Steve do that. <laughs> I am sassy. I'm <laughs> just not black, as far as I know. Well, no, I got my genetic test back, so yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not black. In fact, I... Pretty sure I'm the whitest guy on the planet. Yeah. I'm a little bummed about that, not going to lie. Your new nickname's going to be Powder. Oh, my new nickname, because that's not my old nickname at all. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, yes, Daylight Saving Time. Saving? Do you say Daylight Saving Time or Daylight Saving Time? I think it's Daylight Savings, because if you said Daylight Saving Time, that means Daylight is like a superhero coming to the rescue of time. That's pretty nonsensical, though. That would make a weird movie. How would you do that? Like some guy in a big yellow suit would come to save a guy with an hourglass painted on a cape or something? I could totally make that movie. Okay, I'm I'm Googling it right now. It's daylight saving time. There's no S. Bullshit. That doesn't make any sense. Superheroes. Daylight, daylight saving time, 2017 in Maine, began at 2 a.m. on Sunday, March 12th. And ends at 2 a.m. on Sunday, November 5th. <clears throat> daylight saving time. Daylight savings. Because daylight's being saved, it's plural. Yeah. 
Uh, so Makes anyway, sense. I have a sneaky feeling that we're going to go back in time <gasps> we, during we, the during the recording of this episode. We just might. Oh my god, that'd be cool. Well, we're going to do it. I'm I'm right here right now. So prepare yourself. Do you have a warning for your past self that you're going to um, tell yourself not to do? Well, it's only for that one hour. So oh, you could you could change a lot in an hour. Basically, what's going to end up happening is I'm going to say something I regret. <laughs> on the That's what I'm thinking. Between one and two, <laughs> and then I'm just going to tell myself, my future self, don't say that, and then it'll all be good. It'll, it'll be okay. I'm counting on it. I'm going to say the most inappropriate, fucked up thing I've ever said, and then undo it with time travel. Maybe I already have. Maybe we're both just grinning. And nodding, knowing what I said, but I was able to fix it because of time travel. Maybe this is the Bill and Ted scenario where we're going to leave our keys behind the bush. Got we have to, to do that. Yeah, we have to remember to do that. So when we go back in time, this listen to me. This is what we have to do. You ready? Okay. At at two a.m., the clock is going to roll back, and it's going to be one a.m. again. Correct? Yes. Or does time freeze at two a.m. until one a.m. catches up? Yes. So this is what, I don't know. I don't know how time works. But when we go back, we're going to have to kill Sarah Connor. Well, always. That's the smart way to go. Yeah. Because every time you go to John Connor, it never works out. Right, because he's too sly. Kill Sarah Connor when she's still at a waitress. Oh, speaking of that, did you know James Cameron's coming back for the next Terminator sequel? Oh, I can't wait to not see that. And he's bringing Linda Hamilton back with him. Good, because she's a badass bitch. Yeah, that's right. And she's old as shit now. Wait, let me That'll guess. Be awkward. Let me guess what the plot's going to be. The plot's going to be that Terminators from the future are going to come back in time and try and kill her. She's going to spend time trying to survive. Meanwhile, there's a subplot of them trying to stop uh, World War Three, <laughs> a nuclear. Like, am I close? Do you think that's close? I think that's uh, it's a safe bet. All I want, though, out of everything, is for Edward Furlong to come back. That's what I want. He's going to ride in on a dirt bike while Guns N' Roses' You Could Be Mine is playing. He's in an arcade. He's going to come into a skidding stop right when she's in the middle of a firefight with a Terminator. And he's going to say, come with me if you want to live. That's right. His old man boobs and everything. Because Schwarzenegger's coming back for it, too. Well, of course. Did you ever see the last one, the Genesis? No. Oh, my God. That was like a fever dream wrapped in a schizophrenic seizure. It's like it a was, hot dog, a cheese hot dog wrapped uh, in bacon. No, that's actually beneficial to humanity. This movie was not. <laughs> <laughs> it was so convoluted. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the craziest thing. And I'm pretty sure they're not going to even touch it with the sequel. Like, just like... um that Christian Bale one. They're just like, yeah, that's for probably. It's just didn't happen. It's fine. We're the just best thing that came out of that uh, Terminator Salvation, which was the Christian Bale one, um, the best thing to come out of it was his blow up on the lighting guy. Was that the movie they did that on? Because yeah, that is great. Yeah, that is. I enjoy well, watching. Good for you. No, 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 no. You just come in here. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you've got the bre- the best yes, I do. accent ever. Oh, my British accent is second to none. Oi, um, mate, you are messing up my movie set. <laughs> that was a little bit of London for you. You're welcome. That's some Cockney for you. Um, is anything going on in your life right now that we can talk about? Besides, um, what, what are you drinking right there? What is that? Pumpkinhead. Oh, 
pumpkin yeah, heads. I still got, I gotta get it while I can. Cause... That's right, because now it's November. I I like the fall beers. I'm not a big fan of the winter beers, so I gotta I gotta drink drink my supply. And with my power being out for two day two and a half days, it's still good. So hey, got yeah, we lost day. power for four days, Monday through. Um, you know, I've kind of lost track of time. <laughs> well, you get an hour <laughs> to figure it out. We got it back Thursday at one p.m. I I got mine back Wednesday Wednesday morning, like at two in the morning. For anybody listening that's not in Maine, we had a tremendous windstorm that knocked out our power. Knocked out everybody's power. Yeah, like the entire state almost. But I mean, it was it at least it wasn't a hurricane. Like there are people that had it way worse than us down in like Puerto Rico. And- oh yeah. Plus, me losing power for two days was annoying. But even as far as that went, there's people here that lost power for the whole week. Like, yeah, there are people, people actually. Power on today. I know people that live quite near you, and they yeah. still have power. Yeah. Uh, for those people, if you're listening right now, it's probably because you deserved it. Because God hates you. I think you you must have done something to deserve it. I'm just saying. It's That's harsh, karma. Dude. It's karma. Wait, God doesn't have anything to do with karma. It, it's a god of karma. The oh, karma chameleon. I see. The, God's a chameleon. Boy George this is, is his the prophet. whole multiple god theory, right? Right. God's a chameleon. Boy George is his prophet, and so he's a you karma. Lose your power. That's right. Um. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about games. The games that people play with each other's hearts. No. <laughs> Video games. Video games. I think we could talk about games in general. like gaming. Board games? Board games. Why not? Oh, I suppose we could talk about board games. I love board games. I am a, a weirdo when it comes to board games. I have bought retro board games on eBay. Ooh, what, like what? What do you got? Um. Well, here's here's my theory. Let me tell you this. Okay. Uh, they have remade all of the games of the days of yore. Um, basically everything: Trouble, Shoots and Ladders, uh, Candyland, Payday, uh, Monopoly, a million times over. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, any game that you can think of from your childhood, they've remade, and the remade games suck dick. Well, did you ever play the updated version of Monopoly? Not like a Star Wars version or Which anything one? like that. But no, uh... Uh, I'm I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. There's a speed monopoly, essentially. I don't think it's called speed monopoly, but... Is that where you snort a whole bunch of speed and then you take off all your clothes and, like, yell at each other while you try and play a game of Monopoly? Is that speed monopoly? Am I getting that uh, wrong? Isn't that just regular monopoly? Wait, was I was I doing it wrong when I was a teenager? I think so. Was I ahead of the... T- was I ahead? I was avant-garde because, yeah. man, five, five, maybe ten minutes into monopoly, I was, I was naked every time. Yeah. And it was awkward because I usually play with my family, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, that once you get that weirdness out of the way, it's fine. Yeah. No, what what I mean by Wait, this... are you saying my naked body is weird? Because that is hurtful. <laughs> okay. Uh, take a picture of yourself naked and post it online. And, <laughs> and then hold up a sign that says, roast me. Oh, yeah. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, no, by sucking dick, I mean the quality of the materials are terrible. They're, they are unplayable. They're not even worth spending one red cent on. What do you mean? Like they fall apart easy? Yes. We oh, bought okay. Twister and the mat is all, it's like, it's like barely the material of a poncho. Like it's easily like a trash bag for crying out loud. It's the material of the vinyl is very thin <laughs> and easy, easily ripped. And then the spinner busted like on the first spin. 
<laughs> oh, jeez. It's so cheap. And it was like, what? This is terrible. But uh, shoots and ladders for the kids, trouble. They're all made out of very low quality materials. Oh, which one is trouble? I know I know it, but it's I got the bubble in the center that you yes, that's, pop yes, the yes. dice in it. Um, we have a couple of versions of it, and it's terrible. Bad. Yeah, I got you, you little fucker. Sorry. Uh, I, I oh, them. no, you didn't. I <laughs> I got that fruit fly. Did you Bitch. get it with a pair of chopsticks with Mr. Miyagi sitting behind you? Yes, I totally did. Now I'm a ninja master. Fear me. Welcome to the club. Oh, you've been a ninja master? You didn't even tell yeah, me. Since I was a teenager. I was a I was a teenage mutant ninja turtle. I got the certificate to prove it. <laughs> uh so I bought Payday. That's I think the most recent one I bought in the from the eighties. Might have even been late seventies. I don't remember. No, I'm sorry, Candyland. We bought Candyland and you know, you can get quality, like really nice board games from when you were a child mm-hmm. uh for anywhere between five and 20 bucks depending on you know if all the pieces are there or if there's a blemish or anything like that but there was a when we were out to camp when we were kids we had a game uh it was a mad magazine board game i think it was called the mad 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 magazine game it had a lot of mads in it did you get all the mads i think so okay uh and it was just it was a really fun game funny of course we were kids potty humor (laughs) and um i found that online for like 10 bucks and i bought that that was fairly recently too, but you know, payday. Um, it's another one we bought. Shoots and ladders. Now, did you always like? I remember being a kid and playing shoots and ladders, playing um, like life. Yeah, you know, enjoying those well enough when I was a kid. But as you get a little bit older, I'd say to your early, maybe mid teenage years, you start to realize that there's two different, I don't know, categories of board games. One is the Whoa. pure luck board game, where all it is like you have no control over anything. Like all it is, how lucky you're a dice roll you have oh like no strategy involved right that's, that's shoots and ladders that's life it's like okay i'm rolling a, rolling the dice i get to do with this many spaces well, i this strategy to life because there's there's roads forks in the road you can yeah but each fork has its ups and downs so i mean you can't it's still up to the dice roll about like you could choose the fork in the road but every fork has its positives and negatives so you know it's not like if, if one fork was demonstrably better than the other fork everybody would choose that fork so you you choose whichever fork, whichever path you're going to take, and then still up to the dice roll about the good tiles or the bad tiles that you land on in that. Right. Well, to some degree, you know, every game that's fun like that has some degree of luck, like Yahtzee. But the good there's... ones have some. Yeah, lot, Yahtzee is, uh, man, I hate saying that, but there's a lot of luck. Because the last time I played Yahtzee a couple of years ago, I won twice in a row, and I bragged about it for a while. <laughs> This this one time I played Yahtzee a couple times and I, I won twice in a row. Wow, totally! I beat my brother, my cousins. Yeah, it was, it was a good day. That was like the pinnacle of your Yahtzee career. My, you, went, you went out on top. That's right. That's technically yes because I haven't played you since then. Basically, mic dropped and walked out. Said, like, "What? Steve now? is out. <laughs> Yahtzee champion. I retire. Nobody can take the belt from me. I retire." I was waiting, I'm waiting for my residuals, you know, my royalty right. check. Well, yeah, there are, I suppose. The, but you have, have but you have like Monopoly, which depends on strategy. Like it depends on basically finding somebody that you can bamboozle into doing a bad deal with you. Or Well, let's be honest. There's no such thing as a finished game of Monopoly because you just flip the table and yell. <laughs> That's not- yeah. Fuck this shit. Yeah, I don't know as I've ever finished a game of Monopoly. When you're sitting there five spaces away from Boardwalk, with two hotels on it or whatever and you roll that five you're like shit done yeah fuck this i'm out 
Um, I have a game that I haven't even played yet. I bought it probably five years ago, and it's like this new generation of board game. It's a multi-level. It's House on Haunted Hill. Mystery at the House on Haunted Hill or something like that. Huh. And it's more like an interactive video game. It's got 3D boards. You build the house as you're playing it. And there's a haunted house that there's a mystery that has taken place or a murder or something. And you have to solve it with your friends. And one person is the bad guy. They don't know who they are and you don't know who they are, but they're holding the card. And it's kind of like it's like a mishmash of all these. It was basically a Kickstarter that I went in on kind of. And, oh, is that why you have it? Because you were, you were a backer, so they gave you a... It's just because I'm, you know, they they wanted to. They knew you could play test at the. Better. They knew, and I've never played it. But Ooh. it was. I guess the problem is, is I I got it out once to play, and it was so complicated that nobody was willing to go through the rules and take the time to learn it. I would and, totally do that with you if, you if you bring it somewhere. I will totally because that sounds awesome. Okay, it is. It. I mean, I've I had to assemble it like like mousetrap. No, I I kind of had to disassemble it. I guess because it came all like the cardboard was all together. You had to poke it out of the holes and oh yeah all the plastic pieces came all together you had to take them apart and yeah we should get together we should we should put together a a thing and play it i don't know how long one game lasts probably it seems to me that would be at least a couple hours maybe more it sounds pretty complicated so is it it a minimum number of players type of thing like probably need more than two or i should probably go upstairs and get it but that would require me to have to climb a flight of stairs i'm not doing it i'm in the bunker i've sealed the bunker i'm in the bunker is sacrosanct. I can't, yeah, I, I can't exit the bunker until the radioactive alarm has shut off. <laughs> because I hate to tell you all that World War Three has taken place. North Korea has nuked us. I've just come back in time to tell you all that. See, now, However, that would hold some water if it was 1 o'clock, but it's not. See, but it's 1 o'clock where I came from. Do you understand? No, no. you blew your load ahead of time. Just admit it. No, I'm, I'm back in time. And furthermore, the people listening to this in the future... Are gonna understand. I mean, that's just see you oh, don't understand know. now. They're all they're already irradiated. But you're from the past, and you don't get how time travel works. It's okay. It's okay. You can admit it. <laughs> they're they're already living in post apocalyptic world and forming gangs to go and rove around and eat people's flesh. That sounds like a good game. Sounds like an episode of The Simpsons. Oh. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while since you've thrown out a Simpsons reference. But you just get crazy with the flesh eating, you know, the skin eating. You forget about the love. Yeah. What was your favorite board game growing up? Like, what could you get off the shelf and dust off and, like, everybody would want to play it? You know, it's weird. Like, the one I played the most was obviously Monopoly. I, I feel like that's, once you get to a certain age, if you're going to play a board game, that's going to be the one you're going to play. You know, it makes a great gift. If you're going to find a kid and you're going to give him a copy of Monopoly. <laughs> At a banana stand? And a banana stand. <laughs> but uh, the one I actually enjoyed the most, and I feel like I probably played it wrong looking back on it for some reason, but um, Clue. I love Clue. Yeah, yeah. Clue is uh, my hands down my favorite. We used to have uh, when I was growing up, we'd have game night, and the whole family'd sit around the table and play a game. And Clue, I think ninety nine percent of the time is what we played. Like I played it with my brother and my friend. Like there's only a few of us, few people. Like I never played with my parents or like my cousins were those the ones I played board games with with uh, like Life or Monopoly. But Clue was it was a small circle of people that I played it with and. I, I, I barely remember because we didn't do it that often, but I feel like we did it wrong. Like we weren't quite sure what the rules were as far as like moving from room to room and then guessing about. Well, 
any any game like that, as long as everybody's playing the, under the same rules, I mean, you, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we not, have fun, so right. As long as there's a level playing field, you're not really getting one over on somebody. I like playing Clue with really crafty people because if you're playing Clue with like some real dumb dumbs, then <laughs> it's not that's it's less fun because like really the point of it is to outsmart the other people. Like you have to even take on the role of your character like professor plum or something like that you almost have to when they're asking you questions you can tell the truth but be like say it in a certain way you like i like being crafty and i like playing it with people that are cutthroat like crafty people see i would love to play it again but i honestly don't even remember the rules anymore like i would almost have to learn from i'll bring you up to speed basically you open up the box there's a candlestick inside and you start beating each other with the candlestick and whoever's (laughs) the last one standing wins and this is always Tim Curry. Yes. Tim Curry comes out of the box with a lead pipe <laughs> and says, uh, you can either get the revolver or the noose, your choice, but I'm going to conk you over the head with this first. And then you have to figure out, you know, why that happened. Wait, wait. One thing doesn't make sense here. Just one? Yeah, there you go. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Jeez, I was going to be disappointed. <laughs> um, yeah, you go. You have to be in the, the kitchen, the hall, or... Uh, you know, some other room, but yeah, clue. <laughs> the conservatory is all. Yeah, it's always in the goddamn conservatory. <laughs> Although there was a secret passage between the conservatory and the kitchen. Oh yeah, there were secret passages, weren't there? Yeah, man, it's starting to come back. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you start on the spot of your character, and you travel. You roll the dice. You travel to a room to make an accusation, and then you once you make the accusation, somebody says, you know, oh fuck you, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Then there's a fist fight. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I love Clue. Yeah, well, fist fights are always fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we played Life. We played Payday. Payday was another big one. That's one of the ones that I sought out trying to get a really good copy. Um, See, that's what I was aware of, but I, I really don't feel like I played it that often. It's um, it's probably less exciting for as an adult to play because essentially it's just like a you have to have a budget and shit happens to you. Like the board, <laughs> the board is a calendar. And when you get to the end of the work week, like you get your pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have to like spend it on things that you, you know, like, oh, there's a large grocery bill this week. So you have <laughs> this much money left. It's like, fuck, this is real life. This sucks balls. You yeah. hate this game. Payday. Yeah. But that's what a good game does is prepare you for reality. Like, how many times have you gone to pack your car and you're like, you know what? Because I was awesome at Tetris, I can totally do this. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's just the man gene. I think that it's true enough, true enough. But I, not to be sexist or anything, but I think there's a man gene that it either makes you really good at packing or makes you think you're really good at packing. <laughs> at least so, never go to admit you're not good. at Exactly. It. That's that's the man gene. Is <laughs> I'm going to pack this the way I want to pack it, and then everybody has to stand back and say, "Wow, you did a great job packing that." If not, it's going to be a shitty road trip, motherfuckers. Buckle in. Stay right. away She's from my swing you in the arm. Back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna lose some luggage on the way, like a Hansel and Gretel trail of breadcrumbs. <laughs> Fuck that shit. It's gonna yeah. be worse. But um, the but one, yeah. the, the board game that I liked the most that was the uh, the pure luck board game, where it's just a roll of the dice for the most part. I think it was sorry. Oh yeah, there was yeah. something satisfying about like knocking you know little pegs off the table and all that stuff, and then saying. Sorry. sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. So, uh, little, I actually was ready for this, and I looked this up. Little mini 
trivia question for you. Do you know what the first board game ever was? Uh, I'm going to guess it was something along the lines of like uh, throwing rocks at things. I don't um, need to call man. Jax? Hopscotch. That's not a board game. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It was called Senate, S-E-N-E-T, from 3500 B.C., it was found in ancient Egyptian tombs. When those motherfuckers got bored, they made up a game. What What did this game, how do you play? Are there rules? Oh, Jesus, let's see here. <laughs> Google's not telling me enough. Wait. Well, they told you the name of it. Damn it all, we don't know how to play. But, That's all we got. Um, there's a really cool game that I've been really interested in getting into. I actually, I think I might have asked you if you wanted to play. It's called Diplomacy. Yes. And actually, I had that. That was an app. Oh, have you played it? No, but I remember having the app. <laughs> yeah, well, there's there's a couple different ways to play it. Now with you know email, it's a, it's a little bit different. But the old school way to play was you actually mailed stuff to your opponent. So you'd have to like physically you know put your your stuff in an envelope and mail it off to the next person, and then it would be their turn. Yeah, yeah. I would really like to do that at some point, but that that sounds so cool to me, and I don't know what that is that appeals to me about that but well it's the it's the leather satchel wearing you know adventurer in you that wants to go out with a walking stick and and poke and prod at you know animals you've never seen before i imagine well i mean i could poke an animal all day long if i want to i guess i could make a game out of it too so how much <laughs> is it gonna squeak wow it only took me five wax with a stick to make this thing bleed <laughs> But uh, I mean, I guess the idea of you, you get the letter or whatever in the mail or the email, or whatever, saying, you know, what the move of the person before you was, what the state mm-hmm. of the game is now. And then you, you sit there and you're thinking and you're like, OK, I got to kill this person. A strategy, yes. Do I bluff them? Do I make an alliance with somebody else? Do I, yes. That sounds so cool to me. That's just right. But the, the minimum amount of players to make it fun, I think we don't, you know, I'm not saying we don't have people that are smart enough to do that in our circle. I'm saying we don't have people in our circle that would be willing to take the time to do that. But it doesn't seem, the. I don't know, maybe it would be different once you could kill them, but it doesn't seem that time intensive. Like you get your message, you get your, you know, indicator of that it's your turn now. And then you got time. You got time to dwell on it. You got time to make a plan. You got time to do things. You got time to go sit in a parking garage looking at your opponent through the scope of a rifle. You've got time to do things. You got time to make that voodoo doll and start poking at the eyes with a pin. You've got time to go slash tires, pull out spark plug wires and stuff like that. You got time to put a mask on and start beating people over the head with a lead pot. Wait, is that a different game? Nope, same game. Okay, okay, yeah. So yeah, you got time for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should totally get that going. Let's, let's okay, get so it what do we got right now? We got your both at level board game. We should totally get going. Yeah. Almost we should totally get going. We should totally get going on a game of Clue just for the hell of it. We should. I'm going to bring the, my cheap-ass board into work, so if something bad happens to it, I can just be like, eh, it was a piece of shit. I and need to convince somebody that I need to stay for overtime. <laughs> and instead of working, reason. I need to play Clue. <laughs> <laughs> play Clue. <laughs> I'm doing research into the criminal mind. Oh, That's that right. would totally work. Yeah. Yeah, this is all research. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Um <laughs> We're having a meeting. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> to the Unless conservatory. <laughs> um so yeah, that's those are board games. I love board games. I absolutely adore board games. The sad thing is I I was told years ago that there is um at least was in the local library not five minutes down the road from me, they have a board game night. 
I want to say every Wednesday, where people yeah. bring board games in, and then then you'd have to hang around with people. Wow, then I have to leave my place once I've already come home from work, and that is like poison to me. <laughs> oh, there's nothing worse on the planet than once I get home and get nestled in and ready, and then oh no, I gotta go somewhere. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know the feel. When you're an agoraphobe, you know that shit's pretty hard for. Uh, so yes, board games. So board about- games card games see that i was never the biggest card game okay when people hear card games most normies think <laughs> think poker or blackjack or rummy or gin or some crap like that i think magic the gathering because i'm a huge nerd uh well i mean there are aspects to those types of games that are universal i mean what do you think about people that play with pokemon cards do you think they're Oh, I can't, I, I can't, it's the same principles, the same ideas, the same, the same flavor of gaming, Pokemon right. cards, Yu-Gi-Oh, all that crap. There was, there was, oh, I wish I remember the name of it. There was a Christian version of Magic the Gathering, because Magic the Gathering is evil. Okay. Know, satanic. I'm just going to go on a limb right now, and I'm going to say that the Christian version is probably fucking awesome. It's probably badass. I want to look it up. Wait, wait, I'm going to totally look it up. I think yeah, it's called because... Sanctified or something. Instead of getting like monsters and creatures and stuff, you can get like angels and like smite from God. That would be awesome. You could just be playing and just be like, I have the God card, motherfuckers. Tap three mana, wipe out your opponent with a flood. Redemption. That's what it was called. That's the name of it. And it's still going. You can still buy hell yeah and shit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, can you? Well, to be fair, Magic the Gathering had a card called Wrath of God, so that's pretty. Real. It yeah, had but angels. This one, you could be like tap four mana and make it rain for forty days and forty nights. <laughs> <laughs> you have too many no animals on the ark. You must stop for three turns. Wait, that's more of a board game. <laughs> Wait, what could the? What would some of the other cards be like? Burning bush. What would that do? <laughs> could just like give you advice. Mary has a problem. Oh no, different burning bush. Sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was sacrilegious. Woo. You are going straight to the uh, hot place. This is a game that I need to play, apparently. Yeah, Burning Bush, that'd be great. The bush talks to you. You can't figure out if you're tripping on ball on peyote or <laughs> right. having Did a holy you experience. Eat that mushroom? <laughs> because I got some shit I'm gonna show you. Oh, you could have being fully biblical, the most messed up game in the world. Like, you know, incest card. Your daughter's just had sex with you. Wait five <laughs> turns. Yeah. And she's only six. I don't, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Didn't they? Uh, never mind. No, no, that's a that's a story in the Bible. Lots daughters had sex with him, so they could get knocked up. Yeah, that's in there. Well, he turned into a pillar of salt. So no, no, that's his wife. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, to be fair to Lot, they got him drunk, so he wasn't just all about the incest. They had to get him drunk to do it because he knew it was wrong. So he was wearing beer goggles. Yeah, you know, it's like one warm place is as good as another. I don't know. It's those are biblical beer goggles. It's it's cool. It's holy. Ah, uh, yeah. Redemption. Wrath of God, killing firstborn, killing babies. That's You know that's all up in there. Yeah. that's I'd play that. That sounds Rakes. badass. Play the frog card. Frogs <laughs> Rain <messed> frogs. <laughs> like the end of Magnolia, that stupid movie. Which I never saw. God, I hope it's I funny. spoiled it. I, was I hope actually, I just spoiled it for everybody. I, 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 I was re-listening to our, our Thinkers episode where I kept talking about Magnolia like I thought I'd seen it, but I was thinking Vanilla Sky the entire time, so... That's okay. It made for so good correction. I, I never saw Magnolia. If you if you listen to the Thinkers episode and you wonder what the hell I was talking about, I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, I had no idea. I still haven't seen Cocktail, so we're even. <laughs> but you seen a microwave, and that's the <laughs> yeah, I did. 
<laughs> I'm never gonna forget that story because that's the greatest story in the world. Yeah, we're just gonna melt some shit in the microwave all yeah. night long. Yeah, this is what teenage boys do. <laughs> um, so Magic the Gathering. So yes, I played that my me and my best friend and a bunch of my friends in college and high school. Even my brother, we were all into it. I've probably spent cumulatively over the years, I don't know, pushing a thousand bucks on that game. Yeah, I spent quite a bit of money on eBay getting Magic the Gathering cards. The good news about that is when I was done, like when I was getting rid of everything, I pretty much made my money back. I didn't I didn't uh, lose too much money because I, I actually bought some really cool cards. And um, the friends of mine that I was playing with, they didn't want me to use those cards anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we all have those friends. Yeah. If you know the game. When I first started playing, Icy Manipulator, Royal Assassin combo made me want to fucking tear somebody's face off. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. For all my geeks out there that know what I'm talking about, I want to, I wanted to kill people. So we made a rule, like among among my friends, we all made a rule: no cheesy shit. So Royal Icy combo, no good. Yeah, I had the Royal Assassin. Yeah, I was good. I think I but, bought uh, four of them on eBay. I mean, those games, yeah, there's, there's a total geek. You play with ogres and elves and magic and whatever. So it's got it's painted with that brush. It's a geek, nerdy thing. But holy fuck, are those games fun? Yeah. Uh, if, they, you, if you branch out and open your mind, these are fun ways to pass the time. Yeah. Expensive ways some to some degree, but... Yeah, yeah. The best cards are expensive. Yes, there is. But, I mean, me and my friend for a couple of years were getting on... Because he lives in... Michigan, I live in Maine. We were getting on FaceTime so we could play once a week. You know, like aiming the camera at the decks we were playing so we could see each other's cards. I had his, his stuff up on the TV. He had my stuff up on the TV. It's pretty complicated, but it was it worked. We played weekly for years. That's cool. What about like the uh, Texas Hold'em and the poker and the solitaire and stuff? Do you do you play those types of card games or? I know how to play poker, and I know how to play blackjack. I am not good at playing poker, and I am not good at playing blackjack. So, yes. I um I learned how to play spades when I was in the military, and I tell you what, that's if you, <laughs> those some of those games like are cutthroat. I mean, oh. obviously nothing's on the line, but your reputation. If you're a bad spades player, you might as well just crawl into a porta potty and sit there. Um, I learned to get really good at spades and then hearts. I still I don't know how to play rummy. I that's a game I'd like to learn how to play. And uh another game I'd really like to learn how to play is bridge. I know that's like an old ladies game, I guess. That's super but, complicated, isn't it? Yeah, but they put it in the newspaper like the, on the yeah, password yeah. page they have like a they have a move or something that a complicated thing to figure out and it's just it's really intriguing to me that I'd like to figure that out. It always it's always amazes me how ingenious people are. You take a deck of fifty two cards and how many variations of that you you can make. I don't know if anybody ever counted. It's got to be like a couple hundred different games you can play with a deck of cards. Oh, I'd say a thousand. Yeah. Well, I'd say a hundred million. Yes, all the games ever. <laughs> Did you ever play Slapjack? Yes, that's an old yeah. favorite of me and my brother. We. That's a that's that's a it's a war but fun. Yes, where you hit each other. Yes, <laughs> you slap them, then you jack it. Oh wait, <laughs> different game. Damn, and no, I did not play that with my brother. I reversed myself. <laughs> um, I played it with the hottest girl in the neighborhood. Boom, Joyce. Yeah, I was watching her from behind the ferns, <laughs> slapping something, <laughs> and then jacking. Something. I call this game slapjack. <laughs> but uh, oh, did you ever play pit? Uh, no. That is a my family favorite. 
That is, is a that, game. Is where... that where you have to dig a pit and like get down in it, and when it rains, the water comes up to your neck? No, that's the family secret. There's a difference. Oh, okay, <laughs> different pit. No, this it's a it's a commodities game. You trade uh, different like wheat, corn, flax, um, barley. Like you have different cards, and you're supposed to collect nine of the same card. And you have it's like musical chairs. You have spoons or something, something to grab for. So you have, if you have six players, you have five spoons. And the first person to get nine, like you trade. So you have a hand dealt randomly of all kinds of different things. You decide what you want to go for. So if, if I have like my hand and I have like four barley, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to go for barley. So you take the stuff that's not barley. You say, okay, I'm going to trade it. So you put a face down. You go, I got two, two, two. And somebody else says, okay, I'll trade you two. And you trade. It's pure chaos. Oh, Every so tr- it's, you, it's about lying about what you have in your hand and trying to get rid of things and stuff. Well, you're not lying because nobody nobody knows what you have. You just say, I got two cards I want to trade. And somebody else is like, okay, I'll trade you two cards for these two cards. And you're just trading back and forth, back and forth. Everybody's trading at the same time. It's like those, if you watch those stock exchange things, everybody's on the yeah. floor going, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like a trading game. Yeah, I got you. And you're trading, trading, everybody's trading at the same time. You're, you're going through your cards. You're trying to get, you know, that nine barley. And you can use, there's a bull and a bear card. And the bear's bad. But the bull's wild, so you can use that. And if you get the nine, then you quietly grab a spoon and you pull it to, to you. And then everybody's busy trading cards and they don't notice. But if you notice that somebody grabbed a spoon, you got the, the idea is not to be the last one to not get a spoon. Ah, uh, gotcha. So it's but like all of a sudden, mad rush. Everybody finally starts noticing the spoons are disappearing. They're like, fuck, and they start grabbing at spoons. I have seen, and this is a game that I played with my family, but I also played when I was a kid with friends and people from school. I saw people fighting over the spoon. <laughs> like grab that spoon and roll it on the ground, like just going at it, trying to grip that spoon out of each other's hand. Making out with each other and stuff. Oh, was, and so, yes, it was two girls. It was a cat fight. It was great. Oh, wow. It was awesome. Uh, my family had a game called Bullshit. We played with cards. Actually, I think I know that. That does sound familiar. Yeah, it's it's basically like you're lying about what cards you have or you're not lying and you have to be called on your bullshit or not and anyway moving on yeah i think i played did you ever play screw your neighbor <laughs> uh, uh oh um uh, uh, <laughs> no i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> okay so confession I swear time. To God, that child looks nothing like me <laughs> okay i'm glad you finished that statement because that was gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be really awkward for a second i might have had to walk away <laughs> Oh, really? That's your threshold? I swear to God, that child was 18, Your Honor. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that, was, so... that was another one where you, like, something like you, man, I barely remember it now, but you traded cards with the person next to you, and if it was a low card, like a card lower than what they had, they traded away. I, I don't remember, but it actually was pretty fun. Your neighbor. In my circles, that was a very popular one, like, back in the 80s. My wife taught me a game that she played with her college friends that had a lot of rules. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Strip but, poker. Well, uh, no, it was it was basically like there was one person that was the king, and they made the rules, and they you it was basically just ridiculous rules. Like you had to you couldn't use words that had the letter R in it and you had to put your thumb on the table and drink while you were standing on your head. <laughs> it was, it was, it's this weird card game. I'm sure. Uh, I'll tell you all about it Monday. There you go. When she tells me what it is, but anywho, uh, video games. So yes, this is when people talk about games, this is now the granddaddy of games is video game. Right. 
because it's a like mega billion dollar industry. Oh yeah, I mean, do we? Do you even know anybody that doesn't? Except for I mean, even my mom and dad. My dad was talking about my mom got a Wii, and my dad was talking about was like, you know, I've seen some of these games out there that looked like they'd be kind of fun. I, I kind of he never did, but he actually thought about getting like a PlayStation to play some of these games. Yeah, my parents uh, back in the early eighties might have even been in the late 70s we got an atari 2600 mm-hmm. uh for christmas and you know we had the the pac-man we had frogger we had pitfall you know we had the standard atari games and i'm certain my parents played atari back then but in what we consider the modern age of video games i don't think that my parents have played anything beyond like a like a card game app or something like that yeah but still that technically technically is a video game so but nothing like a, a pc game or a... so what's do you remember the first video game you ever played yes it was uh pac-man on the atari so like at, at home not at an arcade or something like that um we we didn't have an arcade per se we we did have an arcade for like a year that kind of just went bust we had uh the dairy hut frosty mug whatever name it wanted to have when when it changed owners we had like a like a place that they sold ice cream in town and they always had mm-hmm. a couple of stand-up games i don't remember which came first but i know that pac-man was always there so i'm gonna say pac-man whether it was on the atari or whether it was on the stand-up yeah, uh, yeah. arcade game. but yeah i remember pac-man being like i think i think i'm there with you if, if i remember right i remember playing pac-man first and it was always at it was not arcade like i didn't go to an arcade until later but there's always places like that one lone pac-man or miss pac-man game yeah but I, i'm pretty sure that was the first video game I ever played well that was like huge pac-man was you know that was the shit back in the late 70s and early 80s that oh, yeah. was all pac-man pac-man ruled it had cereal it had cartoons it had video games you know it was a huge deal yeah that was and i was never good at it like if i could get two stages in that was amazing to me like beating the first stage was (laughs) i beat the game (laughs) you beat it entirely no 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 i'm i was saying that's what you would say beating the first stage. i thought you were telling me that you beat every stage of no 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 i think it like it starts getting near impossible. I know people have gone to the very end, but yeah. I don't think there's like anything at the end for them. There's probably some algorithm you can memorize of oh, if I go here first, here first, down this way, grab the pedal, go this way, you know, shit like that. Yeah, make it down to a science. Yeah. No, I I remember getting you know back in the late '70s. You know the video game market crashed twice. Did you know that? Yes, I do, and I remember, and I have a little something that I was going to ask you about if you knew about. E.T. the video game. I do. I actually enjoyed it. I never played it. I never even knew it existed. Yeah, I I didn't own it, but a cousin of mine had it. And she, you know, we played it, but it didn't seem like there was any rhyme or reason to it. But E.T. was so big at the time that it didn't matter. We were playing a video game based on a movie that we loved, a character that we loved. So it, like... There were probably older, more sophisticated video game players that probably were pissed off that it was bad. I didn't care. Just like the Superman game, there was almost no rhyme or reason to it. It was literally like there was like you flew through the sky. That was the game. You could land on a building. That was the game. So, like, yeah, I'm I'm too young to remember that. But 
both those games are I found a list of the worst video games of all time and both those are within the yeah top and, five. and I'm like I said there I'm sure there were people that were in the know that were like oh my god this is terrible there's no point to it but I ca- I didn't care because I was playing Superman on a video game I was flying through the sky I didn't give a shit yeah. I was controlling E T you know I loved the movie E T so it didn't it didn't matter to me that it was a bad game i didn't understand it was a bad game i guess is the best way to put it so well let me let me ask you this if you were going to find an e- a copy of et where would you go new mexico <laughs> yes that is the that's the that's the greatest thing about this the story is that the makers of et it was such a big giant bomb that they took what they say millions of unsold cartridges and buried them in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Yeah. And that was an urban legend for years, and people kind of didn't believe it, but they dug it up and they found them. It is absolutely true. It is. It is absolutely true. Um, But, you know, I don't think that that's 100% what sunk the industry. Like, they had a whole bunch of bad titles in a row. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest commercial failures. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. It's cited as a major contributing factor to the video game industry crash in 1983. Yeah. It had crashed once before, but that was lack of that was high prices and lack of technology. Yeah, yeah. But the second time it crashed, it was definitely like falling out of favor, which is unbelievable to think about nowadays. How popular video games are that like the, the floor could fall out of an in- industry right now that is so popular and making so much money that really it occupies every person on this planet. It occupies at least five minutes of their day. Oh yeah, like you know who isn't opening their phone to check on, you know, their whatever game they're playing or if who's you played not. Farmville in the early days of Facebook, you were playing a video game. So for people that didn't, you know, quote unquote play video games, they played Yeah. Um so what saved the video game industry in the eighties? Nintendo. Nintendo all day long. Hell yeah, Nintendo did. The <laughs> Famicom, Super Famicom. Um yeah, I mean that Super revived. Famicom was Super Nintendo, right? So Famicom was yeah. Nintendo. Famicom was Nintendo, and then Super Famicom. Super Famicom was. Um, yeah, it was basically, hey, we've got this really cool thing in Japan. You want to look at it? And the people in America were blown away. People in Europe were blown away. We got this thing called Jump Man. We're gonna yeah. bring it on over. Yeah. Um, I was a latecomer to getting my own Nintendo. All my, not all my friends, but most of my friends had them. So I was able to play them over at their house, but I didn't have one at my house. Um, I didn't get mine until 88. So the Nintendo Entertainment System had been out for three whole years before I got mine. I want to say that me me and my family, me and my brother got ours about a year after it came out. Because I distinctly remember, I know exactly how it happened. Like me and my brother, my my parents, I don't know. I want to say like at the beginning of December, maybe late November, all of a sudden this box appeared. In our uh, in our dining room, mystery box, big car- like big cardboard box, like as tall as we were. And my parents are like, "Don't open it. Don't get into it. If you get into it, it disappears. That's your that's your birthday present or Christmas present. <laughs> if you get into it, it will go away." So for a month, we're like, "What is this? Oh my god!" But we kind of knew, like we we were expecting a Nintendo because our friend had one. By and by, I'm that guy that has that story. My friend who had an uncle that worked for Nintendo got the. <laughs> Yeah, he totally got shit early. He had an uncle that worked for Nintendo that got shit early. But so he had one, you know, right when it came out and we played it. And we were kind of expecting it, but we didn't know what the box was. Like this thing was huge. We're and 
our stupid little kid minds are like, is it a gigantic stack of Nintendos? Is it a bunch <laughs> of Nintendos? Oh my God, what is this? So Christmas Day comes, we open it, and it is a TV and a chair and a Nintendo hooked up to it. Two controllers wow. with a light gun. That's awesome. My parents, went, like, they bought it. I mean, it wasn't like a amazing TV. It was a pretty basic color TV, but... Yeah, but they still, that was a dedicated TV. For our Nintendo, yes. And they knew what they were doing. They don't want us to hog the fucking TV while we're to play Nintendo all the time. Yeah, so. that was smart. But uh, the real kicker of it was we found the Nintendo before they even did this. Like one Saturday, it's one Sunday morning. We got up early because we always got up early to watch TV on Sunday morning. And there's this shopping bag. And we look in the shopping bag and there's a Nintendo inside. Oh, you and then you when bastards. Our, when our parents came down, when they woke up, like, hey, what's this Nintendo doing here? And they're like, um, because this was before they did the setup. We're holding it for somebody. Yeah. And we believed them. We believed them all. <laughs> we believed that they were holding it for somebody. We're like, oh, it's not our Nintendo. Oh, we're uh, disappointed. That sucks. <laughs> they told us later, it's like, yeah, we kind of dropped the ball on that one. We, I don't know why we <laughs> set it down and we didn't think you would see it. I, it was weird, but. Yeah. Well, I remember um, I got mine in the following Christmas. I got mine in November, and then a month later, I got uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, and that came out in 88. So that's how I remember yeah. that I got it. See, Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3, got to play them before they were out released for a general oh, You moment. are such a hipster. And Zelda. Yeah. Like, we yeah. played a copy of Zelda that was not the golden copy. Yeah, I did have the golden copy. I have no idea where it is. I still have my Zelda booklet, though. Oh, I yeah? have the, the booklet that came with the game. Who knows if that could fetch a some that money might. on eBay? If you if you could get the actual golden game and like like me and my brother, our version was the golden one. But my friend's version because he had the uncle, he had. Did you ever play? Did you ever see the robot, Robbie the robot? Yeah, he had that robot. I guess it was pretty useless though. It was fully useless. <laughs> oh my! Is there's he had one game that you there's a couple there's a couple games that I was supposed to play with. He had one. It's called Gyromite. Oh yeah. yeah. You put the you put the controller on and things supposed to have these spinning discs. It's supposed to move it and drop it on the controller. It's like had a housing, so it drop it in the right spot onto the button. And Gyromite was all about this guy that was sleepwalking, and you had to move up and down these pipes to let, let him get to where he's supposed to go. Yep, it was like a puzzle game. It was kind of fun, but the robot was supposed to be able to play with you to hit the button and move a pipe, and then you moved another pipe. Yeah, we, I remember us trying it. it; never worked right, and we just said fuck it and played one player or two player normally. Well, I'm going to say two words, and it's going to instantly throw you into a rage. <laughs> Power glove. Power glove! <laughs> Tell me how useful that thing oh, was. Fuck you, Fred Savage. Fuck you right in the fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that like the biggest thing in the entire world, that movie, The Wizard, with Fred two, Savage? Two things came out of The Wizard. Two hypes. The Power Glove and Super Mario Brothers 3. Yep. One of those was awesome, and it was not the Power Glove. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers three delivered, but um, uh, that thing was um, it was hyped because the guy, the kid in the wizard that played it, it was all they were. They're like, he's got the Power Glove. Ooh, oh he's God, the Power he's Glove. his hand out, like his palm out horizontally, and he's twitching his arm, moving his fingers. It's controlling the game, and it was this amazing thing. So me and my brother begged our parents, "This is our Christmas present." Our joint Christmas present, you know, this is going to be amazing. I think we used that accumulative amount of time was 15 minutes until, <laughs> until we figured out that this is a piece of junk that was yet. Yeah, but wouldn't you like to have it right now? Just oh, he for... has. My brother found it. We have it. Oh, he did? 
I, I don't know what he did with it, but he found it like I want to say three or four years ago. He probably threw it in a hole in New Mexico. Probably fucking melted it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's worth some cash. No, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, he's got it stuffed somewhere, but he found it somewhere. Like we didn't throw it away. We just hated it. Yeah, that and the track pad for track and field. Oh, my friend had that. Yeah. I think it was awesome. Well, it was, but all you had to do was just like use your hands instead yeah. of Yeah, <laughs> get out your hands and use it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but oh man, I love playing track and field without that thing though. That was pretty cool. Yep. Uh so, so yeah, Nintendo was all about the gimmicks. The robot, the power glove, the trackpad. Like they they love their gimmicks. Yeah. And I have to tell you something that I'm a total and complete Nintendo fanboy. I've I I've never owned a Sega. I've played Sega. Yeah, me too. Like just a handful of games, but I don't have a PlayStation. I don't have an Xbox. I've owned nothing but Wii game system. I mean, sorry, Nintendo game systems. Um, all the way from like I had the NES. I had a Game Boy. Um, I had uh, Super Nintendo. I had the N64. I had the GameCube. I had a Wii, Wii U. And at some point in time, I'm sure I'll get a Switch. I actually have one of the Super NES classics. And one day, I'll have the Super NES classic. <laughs> classic. That's but I've, yeah, I've, I've never I've never gone out. Oh, I, I have played PC games. I take that back. I've played some really? PCs, but just a handful. The SimCities and Diablo, not much else. But See, this I... is where I, I hand it over to you, because you're way more the expert than I am on stuff like that. Well, I've, I've definitely... I'm not a Sega. Like I never had Sega. My I think my brother had a Dreamcast. I played that for a little bit. My oh my god! The first time I was ever going Gaga over jealousy over something like this was uh my friend had a 3DO when yeah. we were in high school, and that thing was that was the first. Uh, yeah, that thing took CDs. Yep. And that was the first one I ever saw that was a CD for a game, and that thing was like I I couldn't believe he had that. It was like having the Holy Grail. It was amazing. The games he had for it, not so much. But just the idea of it was like so like awe-inspiring to everybody. But for my money, I think the Super Nintendo was the one that had the most games that I just could not stop playing. Well, that's funny because I keep track of retro video game prices and things like that. Mm-hmm. I have a Super Nintendo, and I have a handful of games. I have a, a regular Nintendo with a handful of games, but I keep my ear to the ground and Super Nintendo cartridge prices are through the roof. They're just <laughs> really expensive. Super Metroid is 60 bucks on eBay for oh, a good yeah. copy. And I've been to message boards kind of like trying to track down why these video games are so expensive. This, you know, everybody and their grandmother had a copy of Super Metroid. Oh, yeah. Why, why isn't the market flooded with used copies that people want to get rid of out of their basement? What it all boils down to is they made good, sturdy, replayable games. Yeah. Like, the, the cartridges are not going to fail, and the game, the games, you can replay them over and over and over. I mean, we're talking 30 years later, and people are still, you know, seeking that stuff out. Yeah, if you want to find old classic um, PlayStation 1 games, that's crazy because those are CDs, and those are scratched to hell every time. Like, you played them enough, you got they got destroyed every time. But Super Nintendo games, like the old Nintendo games, the original Nintendo games, those were got worn down. Like, I remember having a game that you like playing enough the thing would start to rattle yeah like the cartridge would actually rattle because things would come loose but super nintendo games that was the sweet spot it was a cartridge and it was sturdy but you could play the shit out of it and it was not gonna well i'll tell you um something that if anybody ever wants to kind of look into getting a, a nintendo or a super nintendo or anything like that you have to be very careful with your purchase because uh do you know what the game genie is oh yeah i remember the game genie 
the game genie was like a cartridge enhancement where you could plug the cartridge into the game genie and then put the game genie into the actual Nintendo and then put in codes, technically not cheat codes, but they would enhance the game or or do something. Oh, they could they would have like let you cheat um, sometimes. Well, I mean if you want to call it cheat, I mean yeah. yeah, of course. You could you could get infinite lives or you could jump yeah. higher or like there were different codes that will let you do different things to different um it was a British company called Codemasters that uh, contracted with Gloob and um Nintendo hated the fact that they did it. They actually <laughs> blocked the sale of it at the beginning, but Gloob sued them. And Nintendo ended up having to pay them like $16, $17 million. Ah, nice. But anyway, um, you have to be careful because the Game Genies, the way that you, when you slid a Nintendo cartridge into your Nintendo, you couldn't slide it in and push it down. It could only just slide in. And by doing that, you were bending the pins in the Mm -hmm. actual Nintendo. And those Game Genies were actually ruining the Nintendos, the games and the Nintendos. So when you're buying stuff online, if you're looking for retro consoles and stuff like that, that is something definitely to look for. Um, It was for a Game Genie. Yeah, anything used for a Game Genie, you want to avoid because those pins are definitely going to be bent. The good news is, is they still make those parts. You can, there are web pages now that you can go to and buy Nintendo parts for original Nintendos. I've done it. I've I've semi rebuilt a, an old NES, hmm. um, and you can still find for sale relatively inexpensive parts for Nintendos. See, now there's a part of me that like I get it, but I know the the objective, rational part of me knows that a lot of these games I would I'd be like geeked up about them for about five minutes, and I'd be like like video games have moved on since now. Like some of these old classic Nintendo games would be fun if I had somebody to play with. Like, it's a game called Balloon Fight. Yep. That was... That's actually... Uh, play the shit out of it. That's one of the games that's uh, pre-installed on the Super... Or I'm, I'm sorry, on the NES Classic Mini. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I remember that'd be one of the games I'd want to get the NES Classic for because I could play with somebody else and have fun doing that. But playing some of the original games, I'm, I, 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 I think I would get bored quick because the fact of the matter is video games have become enhanced and have moved on. In a real big way. Well, there's the nostalgia factor. Yes, and that's that would carry you for a while, but... But also, um, there's a lot of muscle memory. You would be surprised if you sat down to play Super Mario Brothers, or if you sat down to play a game that you played hours and hours as a child. Like, fast Metroid. forward 30 years, Metroid, all Metroid. that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff is muscle memory. It comes right back to you. Hmm. I've played a lot of these games, you know, retro games. And um, it just it comes right back to you. Huh. It's cool. It's interesting. But the other, the, but the yeah, other side of that is, if you have a PC, you can get a Nintendo emulator and get like every game Nintendo ever made. Yeah, it's not the same. I have that, and I've I've had it for a while. The only problem I have is sometimes, actually, the majority of the time, I don't know what it is, but there's like a a little bit of lag. I don't know if that's the controller I'm using or if it's the actual game, but hmm. it it seems to be more often than not there's just that microsecond of lag that throws you off you have to relearn how to jump you have to relearn how to run and do stuff so but right on the like i have uh an original nintendo with probably a dozen games and i can plug those in and play them and it works perfect (laughs) oh you remember the konami code i know you do up up down down left right left right ba and if you're playing two-player, it's select start. Yes. Now, what game did you ever use that for? 
Contra. That's the only game I ever used that for. Like it's called the Konami Code. And I think it was used for more than one game, but it, it was used for like thirty games. It was originally I never, I never used it for anything but Contra. Yeah, it was originally for um, not Galaga. There's another Galaxia, maybe. It's a side-scrolling yeah. spaceship oh shooter. I know what you're talking about. I I had that game. I guess I never even thought right. about so that. Right. So the guy, the the guy that was doing the bug testing couldn't beat the game. It was too hard. Yeah, so that he game was created, insane. He created oh. the code and inserted it into the game so he could debug the game by cheating. Well, that's so Contra if you put too. it Contra was crazy hard without that code. Yeah. So um <laughs> this is funny. You can go the, it's it's now considered an easter egg and you can go to it, it's in pop culture all over the place. If you type in are are you on uh the internet right now? Yes. Okay. Go to Google and search for Canadian $10 bill. <laughs> okay, let's try this. The very first thing that comes up should be Canada's official treasury website for the 10 the new commemorative $10 bill. Yeah, the first thing that comes up is Wikipedia. Really? Second, second one is Explore New York $10 bank. I expect no. Okay, put in put in 2017 Canadian commemorative $10 bill. Yeah, I got that up. Man, it's like a 3D interactive. Wow, pretty fancy. Okay, so you're looking at the $10 bill, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're doing right now? I am. Okay, on your keyboard, do up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA. <laughs> wow, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's an Easter egg. In the Canadian Treasury's webpage for it's that. Got like, it's got, oh, Canada starts playing and it's shooting fireworks everywhere. Yes. And that the only way you can get it to do that is to put in the Konami code. That's funny as shit. Yeah, I know. But it's all <laughs> over the place, you see? I mean, yeah. it's infiltrated everywhere. That's funny. I did, I, I'm sitting there like, this isn't going to work. This is stupid. Oh, my God. It totally worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's the Konami code. Now, there Even, was another code. I'm not sure if I had a name, but there's a game called um ikari warriors oh yes a b b a if you died and you ran out of lives you do a b b a and you came back to life with a new set of lives yeah so it was like a continue yeah it was an infinite continue except for it wasn't completely infinite because there's two games ikari warriors and ikari warriors 2 victory road the code worked for both of them but they both had the same problem as if you got to the end the code stopped working Ooh. so you basically played the game sloppy as shit because you knew you had this code you get to the end. And you have and no skills. Stopped. You had no skills. You had nothing to actually be. And the, uh, part two was one of the hardest fucking games. Whole, I feel like I, I, after we're done, I'm totally going to look up YouTube clips of this game. Yeah. And I almost that's, completely forgot about that it. That actually uh, scratches the uh, nostalgia a little bit for me is going to YouTube and watching full gameplay, you know, walkthroughs of these games. Yeah. I would love to sit and play, but A, they're too difficult for me. B, I don't have the kind of time. So if I wanna if I wanna watch, you know, Chrono Trigger or something. Did you ever play Chrono Trigger? Of course. Fuck I love that game. So I found a game of like the top one hundred video games of all time. Yep. Chrono Trigger was up there. It was in the top twenty. Wonder what number one would be. It had to be Mario Brothers, Super Mario so, Brothers. Well I was gonna go through this. So like according to IGN, who is like the video game guru, the big company that those interviews and reviews and shit like that. The top 100 video games of all time. I was going to look at like, uh, let's see, the top 20, just to see what rings the bell for you. Okay. And this is not objective, like, you know, like units sold or something like that. This is like all their staff, all their experts got together and hashed it out. Okay. So 
Number 20, Street Fighter 2. Love it. That was the first fighting game I ever played, and I still like that better than classic Mortal Kombat. Just saying. Agreed. Now, some of the later Mortal Kombat's, I started really liking, but Street Fighter 2 was awesome. Uh, Deus Ex. Yep, I remember that. That Ballers. was a first-person shooter. Yeah, that's that. my friend played that. I never did, but he loved it. I played the sequels, but I never played the original. Baldur's Gate 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Really? That has taken, and this is back to the nerd stuff, but this has taken Dungeons and & Dragons and putting it into a video game form. Yeah. And it's straight up Dungeons & Dragons as a video game. So I want to say that almost all D&D nerds probably played this. And I was never, I never played D&D when I was a kid, but I played this and I fucking love this game. There's clone games out there because this game was so popular. They just, they keep remaking this game in different forms over and over again. Uh, number 17 is Portal. Oh, with the robots that have the guns that shoot the, the holes in the wall that you can go through. Is that what I... Yeah, it's basically a puzzle game. Yeah. And you have a gun that shoots a blue portal, a blue portal and a red portal and they connect to each other and you got to work your way through a map to but the that that i played portal and portal 2 and portal and portal 2 are actually really good portal 2 is one of the funniest games you've ever played in your life really it's actually hilarious they get they got uh steven merchant to do what the voice is he's like a, a british comedian they got uh who's the guy that played the uh, he was in the Spider-Man movies. He's in everything. I can't remember his name. Um, he played J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies. The you know the newspaper guy. I uh, uh, Willem Dafoe. No, no, he was the bad guy. Uh, James Franco. No, no, he was the other bad guy. <laughs> Wait, spoiler they, alert! They're bad guys. I know. What am I saying? J.K. Simmons. That's the guy. Oh, guy's name. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, he he does one of the voices for it. He's his. Um, I can't just play the game. If you get a hold of at least a copy of Portal Two play it it's funny as shit it's fun and it's funny uh that's 17 16 is grand theft auto 5 i actually never played the grand theft auto games personally not much a little bit here and there i liked just getting a high-powered rifle and going to the top of a parking garage <laughs> where just can't get me the little bit i played was fun just grabbing a car and just going crazy with it going off a off a hill going into buildings running on people that was fun but i never actually sat down and just played a game uh minecraft was 15 also never played it kind of see the appeal but I, I don't know. Never got into it. Yeah. 14 is Super Mario World. That's for the N64? No, for the Super Nintendo. Oh. oh mm. That game was great. But uh, this game has, that game has a, a special place in my heart because it, it's kind of how I met my best friend. <laughs> Play, oh, that's right. I remember that story. Yeah, me, me and a other friend I had, he wanted to go hang out with somebody else. The guy who ended up being my best friend was there too. My friend and the other guy took off. So me and this guy I didn't really know we're just kind of slaying super mario world together started talking hey what's going on da, da, da. and from there we actually became like really good friends <laughs> super mario world bringing people together forging bridges uh 13 is chrono trigger like you just said fucking yep. awesome game 15 or uh sorry 12 is uh sid meyer's pirates which i played all the sid meyer's um civilization right. games, but like a- text-based i don't know they, i think it was um like half and half I don't think the whole, I think that it was meant to be played with a keyboard and a mouse and click here to move here. And then, I mean, it, it was like, yeah, it was on the t- Apple IIe and all that yeah. shit. So yep. yeah, back in the eighties, uh, Super Mario 64 is 11, which I remember being really amazed by that game. Cause when the Nintendo 64 came out, that was the first game I saw from that. Number 10 is Tetris. I believe it. Which is actually the best selling game of all time. Yep. Yeah. I think we talked about that, but yeah, Tetris is 10. Halo 2 is 9. Never, I think I played the first two Halo games, but that was about yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't, 
never played any of those. Number eight is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. You're goddamn right. <laughs> That's number eight. And I, I, it's on the list. I did not... I mean, uh, this is not my favorite Zelda game. I did play this one, and this game was really fun. I did like it. I think, in fact, I think that's the. I really actually no, no. I played Majora's Mask. That's the latest game I ever played. That was the one right after Ocarina of Time. Okay, so that's the latest Zelda game I ever. Uh, number seven is Super Metroid. Fun, one of the funnest games ever. Holy shit. Yep. Number six is Half Life Two. Never got into the Half Life games, so I can't really speak to that too well. Number five is Portal Two. Like I just got done saying, hilarious fucking game. And actually really fun to play. Number four is Super Mario Brothers, the original. Wow, I, I'm shocked that's not number one. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers, number four. Because that thing broke the mold. That thing was like, that's what got everybody into video games. Yeah. Number three is Doom. Loved Doom so much. Well, did you know that the it's not technically a sequel, but the next game, Quake, from id Software, mm-hmm. is all HP Lovecraft? Really? Yeah. Yeah, if like, you, there's, go to... Because um, I've heard of Quake. I never played it. I did not realize it's, that. it's basically Doom. It's the Doom engine with, instead of uh, pixels, it's the polygons, all 3D. So basically, it's like Duke Nukem. It's it's just like all those games, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the graphics are really good, and it's basically HP Lovecraft. The, like, one of the creators was a big HP Lovecraft guy. Wow. I'm going to have to look that one up, too. <laughs> Cause yeah, cause I, it's, if it's HP Love, there's a new HP Lovecraft game coming out called Cthulhu within supposed to be within the next year that I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it with hearing no reviews, seeing no gameplay. I will buy it. I don't care. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> gonna buy it. Um, so that's number three. Number two, Link to the Past. Yeah, of course. My favorite Zelda game. Yeah, I, I mean, Breath of the Wild is the best one, but Link to the Past would be number two. Yeah. And then number one, I guess. <laughs> Not a great review here. Yeah, I know, right? It's Super Mario 3. Yeah. Yeah, I can that see was, it. That was a fun game. For my money, Super Mario Brothers 2 is the best of the Super Mario Nintendo games. The, the original Nintendo games. Which one? Not, Super Mario 2. Oh, wow. I love that game so much. and Because you could choose out of four different characters. You could play. It wasn't just Mario. You could choose four different characters. Each of the four was demonstrably different. Like, you could choose Mario, Luigi, Toad, or Princess. Yep. And the best the... one was the Princess. Oh, yeah, because she could float. Yeah, that was awesome. Do you know how that whole game came about? Yeah, it was actually a different game. Yeah. I think I think we talked about this in an early episode. Right? Yeah, yeah. They uh, Super Mario was too hard. The sequel, Super Mario 2, that was released in Japan, was too difficult and not fun uh for american audiences so they took a game that had been used for it was like a uh it was like a tie-in game there was a group over there that did festivals and stuff and they wanted to tie-in with nintendo so they created that game that doki doki Mm -hmm. panic and uh they just rebranded it with new characters polished it up and gave it to the usa under the super mario brothers 2 and there it is yeah but it worked i mean the it was the same platform, the same game system as Super Mario Bros. 1, but the graphics were head and shoulders above it. And it was just, it's just a purely fun... Like, I had fun with Super Mario Bros. 3. Like, the whole raccoon thing, you could... If you got a running star, you could fly. Yep. You know, you get all those different items. You can make a different... The, the hammer, the frog suit, the, the tanuki suit where you could turn to stone or fly out of... Like, that shit was fun. It was. It was really fun. Absolutely. But something about Super Mario Bros. 2 was so cool to me i don't know maybe it just hit me at the right time i became an expert with the fuck like i was the only one i knew 
they use the princess <laughs> for more okay. more reasons than one. Yeah, I used her. She was sloppy and dirty, but I used her. <laughs> one of the fish stages where you're going through and the fish are flying up from beneath yep. you. I became an expert at that. I knew exactly where to duck and float and float at what level and move at the right time. I became like fucking Rain Man with that fucking stage, That's man. So it fun. was awesome. Yeah. Like I was wowing people with that. The crowds. Um, I don't know. Something the about crowds would cheer. That's yes, I had neighbors of friends going oh my god how are you playing this so well that's amazing well this is a game that you may never have heard of before but i'm a hipster (laughs) video game player and well i got to i that was one of the games that my friend got early so you know i got some extra practice that's right yeah i've been doing i've been playing this game for two or three months so i I was into it before it was cool just saying (laughs) so what is it what is it about video games that we want to talk about besides ones that we like i mean what's important well let me ask you a question what do you think about the controversy or the debate about video games being art because be considered a form of art well i suppose just like just like anything i think it's subjective and i think a lot of time goes into it and i think there are artists like if you if you take diablo just take diablo for example diablo 2 or 3 or whatever it's not just a i mean it's a dungeon crawler but it's not just a dungeon crawler. There's music, there's settings, there's a lot of artwork involved. It's really good to look at. Like Diablo 3 is, like I, I could sit there and watch somebody play Diablo 3 because it's it's like, it's cool. Yeah. So I suppose it's it's art to me in the same way that somebody would go to a ballet and look at those people and be like, oh my God, look, they, look how beautiful this is. It's art. Hmm. And, you know. I could sit there and be bored out of my skull, but yeah, I appreciate the fact that it's art and these people have worked really hard to do what they're doing and you know, they're artists. So yeah, I, I would say it's art. Yeah. And I, I agree. Um, now like for a long time, I, I don't know how to say this without almost sounding like a hypocrite, but for a long time you could say that video games were a, a venue, like they displayed art, but in and of themselves, they were not like, like you say, like the score for a video game was really good or Something in the video game could be beautiful, but in and of themselves, the actual work was not art. Like uh, Roger Ebert talked about this before he died. Like he he said, different people said the same thing. Like video games were a vehicle for art, but they were not art in and of themselves because they didn't. They were just a distraction or fantasy, but they were not something that put beauty out into the world. Other than it'd be like saying a museum's art, whereas no, the museum's not art. It's just a place where you go to find art. If that makes sense, yeah. That but, makes sense, but they're, they're so individual. Well, I, I will say now, and I'd probably for a long time, but especially now, absolutely video games are art. Because if you could say that TV or movies are art or a book is art, then video games are art because there are stories out there that are phenomenal. Yeah. That are told in video game form that can only be told in video game form and still have the same impact. So a couple examples of this are, and I'm trying to think of like some of the most profound, moving video games I've ever played. Did you ever hear of The Last of Us? Yes. It's a dude trying to survive the apocalypse with a child. Yeah, yeah, it's a zombie zombie apocalypse and he like it starts off I mean it starts off super if you like zombies genre it's play this game. But it starts off really hardcore like the beginning of the zombie apocalypse him and his brother and his daughter are trying to escape. Uh spoiler alert, daughter dies. <laughs> oh! This is shit. the first I know. This is the first 10 minutes of the game, so it's not that big a spoiler. But then the game's about <clears throat> this girl gets found, and she is immune to the zombie plague. So 
they're on the East Coast. He's he's as years later, he's like this gruff, jaded, cynical guy just trying to like get through. He's like scamming people and fucking with like gangs and shit like that. Him and his partner and they're they're all messed up and jaded. This girl comes into his life and you see where it's going. She becomes his new daughter figure and he's trying to keep her alive to get to the to the West Coast where somebody can work on her to get a cure for the disease, you know, shit like that. It's you know, it's kind of a trope. It's this it's been done, but the way it's done, the dialogue, the crises they have to go through, it's super like just the things that happen, like they meet up with these people and it goes south and fucked up shit happens again and again and again. And then you get to the end, okay, and I'm telling you right out, spoiler, I'm going to spoil this for you. So if, if you really feel like you want to have a game, fast forward for 15 seconds or whatever. Do do a minute, just be safe. He gets up, you get to the end, you get to these people that you've been trying to get to who can save her, but it turns out they're going to have to dissect her brain Ooh. to make a cure. Yes. And they know he's not going to be cool with that, so they knock him They knock him out and put him on to the side and he knows that she will be cool with it. Like she would sacrifice herself if given the choice. Really? Because she lost friends and family. She's like, and he knows, he knows that if they sat her down and said, you're going to have to give your life to make a cure. She'd be like all day long. Oh yeah, totally. So the last stage or whatever you want to call it is him waking up, getting free, whooping ass on all the fucking doctors and people that were like your allies that your goal up until now, freeing her. And then the last part of the game is her saying, so what, they really could have made a cure? Like, he like he lies. I can't remember exactly. He lies to her. And she's like, that was it? There's nothing they could have done? They couldn't make a cure? And he's like, yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> like, he lies to her. Like, he totally, he doesn't tell her the truth that I couldn't stand to let you die. So I, I broke you out. Now I kind of maybe doomed the world. You know, shit like that. Like, it's a very compelling story. It's so good. Huh. And if anything, if you ever could say a, a movie is art, then this is art. But the king of all of these is the Bioshock series of my book. Yeah, I actually, I saw some clips of that recently, and I wanted to ask you some more about it because I know that you played those games and you really like them. Ah, the best first-person shooter games I've ever played. All three of them. Like, the Bioshock was the best one. The Bioshock 2 came out, and that was the best one. The Bioshock Infinite came out, which is the third Bioshock 3, and then that was the best one because those games were nothing but fun from start to finish. But more than that, the story was pure genius that's cool like bioshock one and that, it's, it's a little biased but bioshock one was basically if they took atlas shrug and made it a video game <laughs> seriously yeah it's uh it's it's a utopia like so this guy named um what's his name andrew ryan so it's like an anagram of ayn rand yeah makes a city called rapture in the bottom of the ocean and it's a libertarian paradise but shit goes bad and you you as a character go in there when it's all messed up and you get special powers you can use, blah, 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 blah. But the story is really cool because they go into libertarianism and the dark side of it. The second game goes into communism and the dark side of that. The third game, though, that's where it shines because that goes into quantum physics and alternate realities. And it's, oh, the twist at the end is so good. And, oh, my God, I can't, I actually don't want to spoil that one because yeah. I highly recommend people just play that. For PC, right? Um. No, I actually think they're all out for PlayStation, at least, if not Xbox. But yeah, it's, oh my God, it's so good. And it's, the gameplay itself is fun, just really fun to play. But the storyline is so intriguing. The twist at the end was so, so good. Oh. Well, I might, I might, I mean, I doubt I'll ever play it, but I would love to watch on YouTube, like a walkthrough. Like a... Watch, go to YouTube and watch, if you just, if you're interested, watch the end. Watch some of the gameplay. It's probably, it's probably kind of fun. 
watch the end and see. Watch enough to know what the storyline is, and then watch the end to see what happens. So good. I will the, check one of the, that out. One of the best Star Wars stories I ever saw was in the video game. Nets of the Old Republic, the first game. Yeah. It was a Star Wars RPG. And that's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure, too, right? Well, all, all Star Wars games are the same in that you can play it and you can choose lights on the dark side. And I, th- I think I may have discussed this before. If you choose dark side, you kind of systematically kill it off like a bunch of the people that join you up that were with you the whole game. It's kind of messed up. Yeah. But the uh, the twist of that one, and it's an old enough game, so fuck you, spoilers alert, whatever, is that you play as the uh, the Dark Lord of the Sith the entire time and you didn't realize it. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. Like, it got, you got captured by Jedi, got your mind wiped, and they try to, like, redeem you because you're a powerful, you were a Jedi, you went to the dark side, you had an apprentice, you get captured, you get mind wiped, and then you're fighting against the apprentice, who you think is a lord, then you find her all along, you're Darth Revan, and you're the original Dark Lord of the Sith, and uh, you get to choose light or dark, you know, all that shit. But it's actually a pretty good twist, it's actually a really intriguing game. Yet another one I haven't played. Oh yeah, video game, and and you're putting, in all all these games, especially the RPG ones, you're putting fuck 40 hours minimum into them 50 hours sometimes i played some rpgs 100 hours i put into them. yeah so 20 times 30 times more than any movie tv show anything like that well i i played the zelda breath of the wild and they um i've i've played that for probably 100 hours i'd say and yeah maybe not that might be over exaggerating but i'm only 30 percent finished the game i've <laughs> i've beat it that's one of the beauties of that game is you don't have to do everything in order to beat it. So I've beat the right. game and that's actually how you get the meter that tells you what percentage you're at is once you, once you finish it, you can go back in and play some more mm-hmm. and they give you the percentage of what you've done. All those open world sandbox games are all the good ones are like that where you be, plus they come up with expansions. So you want to have that same character that you beat it with and you want to keep doing new stuff with it. So you don't have to start over every time. So they come well, up with DLCs and expansions and stuff like that. Yeah, you have some experience with utilizing a, a character and then selling it, right? Oh, yeah. MMORPGs. Massive, Massive multiplayer, multiplayer online role-playing games. games. Yes. So I if you if you think of that, the, the number one that people think of usually is World of Warcraft. Yeah. I never played that, but I did play EverQuest. The original EverQuest, and I played EverQuest 2. EverQuest 1, I sold my character for 600 bucks. Wow. Now, my was friend, that on eBay? Um, yeah, yeah, it was eBay. And it was That's weird because you had to uh, dance around it because it was like licensing agreements that you couldn't do. So you're like, people were doing stuff like, I'm going to sell you a piece of paper. This piece of paper is going to have a username and password on it. <laughs> it's just going to happen to have that, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's what people would do to dance around it. I, wow. I can't remember what I did, but basically I sold it for 600 bucks. My friend sold one for a thousand bucks, got the game again, made a new character, played it again. Sold it for another thousand bucks. He sold two wow. characters. That's nothing. He sold. So there's one called um, uh, Star Wars Galaxy, where that will forever be a game that had vast potential that failed to deliver. Is this the one that's like uh, StarCraft? No, no. This was the same thing. You had a character, you ran around, you shot shit up. Oh, okay. But the whole the, the, the number one draw was so you had all these classes. You could be a, a pistolier, you could be a, a sword swinger, you could be a, a hammer swinger. A, carboneer like different classes you could be a beast tamer so you could have um like you could find rancors and tame them and whip them out and then attack people shit like that you could be a dancer you could be a crafter you could be all kinds of different weird crazy shit but the biggest thing was when the game was released there was this hidden system that if you did something right they were telling you what you did but if you did it you could make a jedi and jedi were godlike 
Wow. So you chose Empire or Rebels because the, the setting was during the original three trilogy movies. And uh, you could do PvP, which is player versus player, which you could, if you're Empire, you could fight Rebels, vice versa. In certain zones, it was free for all. It's kind of fun. Um, but if you did the right thing, you could unlock a Jedi. And if you unlock a Jedi, almost nobody could touch you. Your Jedi was so much more powerful than everybody else. It's ridiculous. Wow. So everybody tried to figure out for the first few months, what do I do? What do I do? Finally, it was leaked. To get a Jedi, every character that you made had a certain number of classes that you had to master. And if you mastered those, I want to say eight classes, you could unlock your Jedi. And there was different things you could do to figure out what some of the classes you needed to master were, but never all of them. So the entire game <laughs> came to a screeching halt as everybody started just what they call grinding. Yep. Which is doing same monotonous things over and over to gain enough experience to unlock every class. My friend, same friend that sold his characters because this guy was this guy's an idiot savant when it comes to video games just as an aside he always finds a way to do the best with the least amount of work he unlocked the jedi slot wow he ground and mastered every single class to do it which is like a dozen classes hours upon something one thing you could do with this game though was you could make bots like programs so that you could walk away from the keyboard and carry out certain functions without you being there yeah rather than being attacked the nearest monster so you park your character in a place where monsters would spawn and then you go to work or go to sleep or just let it do that for hours. So you you would gain experience on easy monsters, not a lot, but you would just gain it. Right. And that's what you not have to put the work in. And not have to put the work in. So you would go about your life and this thing would be doing shit in the background. And uh he got it. He got that Jedi spot. He ran around kicking ass. I watched him do it. Jealous as hell. But I was also in grad school at the time, so I didn't even have near the time he did to do this, and so I never did. But he sold that thing, I wanna say for a few thousand dollars. Wow. Crazy. That is crazy, but I'm kind of jealous. I wish that I had the ability to do that. Oh, the game tanked after that, though, because I said the, the entire game came, came to a screeching halt as everybody tried to get Jedi, so it became no fun for anybody. They'd revamp the whole thing. A few, like After I stopped playing it, they revamped the whole thing into a way that everybody hated, and the whole thing just died off. Hmm. Just died off. So, yeah, game with a vast potential, little payoff. But, yeah, MMOs are super addicting, but they are very vacuous and superficial. Like, the whole fun of it it comes in with playing with other people the storylines set up by these things are never all that great it can never be that in depth because they're they have to cater to a huge crowd and you know stuff yeah. like that but the single player games out there some of them are they're pure art they're pure genius and i will always love some of these games forever <laughs> well i think i gotta i gotta put throw the towel in that's it huh? do you gotta you want to wrap it up with some trivia or anything or do you oh wanna... i think that we should do trivia i think that we should go all the way till we can time travel and then i'm gonna tell myself in the past just go to bed we got five minutes <laughs> five more minutes till we time travel we so travel. i i do have a trivia question i hope it generates a little bit of conversation i'm sure it will but okay um let me see if i can form this in the phrase of a question phrase this okay. in the form of a question am i forming it or phrase it? i'm phrasing it i'm it's tired. the phraseology of the formation right yes lexicon i don't know <laughs> that word. okay snoopy Yes. The World War One Flying Ace first prepares to battle the Red Baron in the Sunday Strip from October 10th, 1965. True. Of, of all the Snoopy's guises, the World War One Flying Ace was perhaps his most notable. Using his doghouse as his plane, he imagined endless battles with his nemesis. What was the name of Snoopy's plane? Oh, my God. <laughs> the... The biscuit. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, this question was posed to me by our friend Don, 
and I did not know the answer. And it made me feel bad because I feel like I knew this at one point. You know, it's funny. It's, there was another trivia question I answered years ago that had, based on Snoopy that won me a, a water bottle. Remember at, when we used to do trivia at work? Yes. There was a question, where does Snoopy come from? Where did Charlie Brown get Snoopy? And I knew the answer. It's the Daisy Hill puppy farm. Oh. So that's my answer. The, uh, the His name of the plane was the Daisy Hill. It's called the Sop with Camel. Okay, not in a million years would I ever done that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's a hard one. Sop with Camel. Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't I don't know. It means sop with camel. I feel like that, that's a reference to Charles. Don, it rolled right off Don's tongue. He like he knew it. Wow. Uh, yeah. He's still teaching me things to this day. Whoa. <laughs> Never ends. Yes. No, he, I say that, but I will, I will forget this in two days. So <laughs> Probably. But we just had Halloween, and what happens near Halloween? Camels run rampant. The great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah. But is there ever a great pumpkin? There never actually of is. Of course there is. Listen. What else, what, what do you, who do you, what, hush your tone. You grab your blanket and you suck your thumb and you keep believing. <laughs> but there is no great pumpkin. Yeah, well, where did all the pumpkins come from? Um, who brings all the candy? The, the pumpkins come from clouds. Oh, they rain. <laughs> yeah, it's raining, the pumpkins. Photosynthesis. Hallelujah, it's raining, pumpkins. <laughs> yes, that's photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. Okay. Do you have a trivia question? I do. And I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to word it. So I don't know. I, okay, okay. Let's say this: there was a time when so many people died that the planet actually cooled because farmland was reclaimed by oxygen-producing trees. Who or what was responsible for this many people dying? God smiting people. Well, depending on your theology, then yes. But what? Who or what was responsible for the death of all these people? Forty million people. And this is long enough ago that I am going to say his name is Mao. <gasps> You're actually closer than you know. I I'm I feel like, like I'm not chronicle chronologically that, but geographically, it... you are closer than you think. Stalin? No, not chronologically. Seriously, not the same time frame. Not but, even close. But geographically, yes. Isn't that? I want to say that he was the one that killed all those people over there. That Mao. By the way, we just time traveled. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, yeah. Well, well I'm, glad that we I'm out of here. I'm glad that we already erased that thing I said, that the horribly offensive thing oh, I planned. Yeah, I, knew what I, that edited, erased it. I edited the podcast to get rid of all that stuff that we came back in time and told ourselves, you can't say that. Once again, I, I apologize to nuns and orphans. I did mean to say the that. Girl you no, really, fuck, you, fuck the Girl Scouts. Fuck the Girl Scouts. Fuck them. <laughs> they deserve it. They all deserve it. Uh, and you owe a huge apology to Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the one. I I started him on his path. <laughs> I give him that. I give him that thing, and he's like, "Yes, I'm gonna go with it." <sighs> you can't fucking swing a dead cat now and not hit a molester, can you? No, uh, no, they're everywhere. Um, okay, that was my final answer because I I thought that that was the Kevin Spacey. Yes, he Kevin, is responsible. Kevin Spacey molested so many people that the Earth cooled. That the Earth cooled. <laughs> it was Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Yeah. 40 million? 40. He killed all by himself? Well, I mean, I mean, Genghis Khan was responsible for the death of so many people. Yeah. I mean, he must have been busy. There's something like, I I can't remember the the statistic, but something like a fifth of the world's population has traced the genetics to Genghis Khan specifically. That one person. Because he raped his way through Asia, knocked up so many women. Yeah, that uh, like a fifth of the world's population could trace their ancestry to Genghis Khan. Oh 
Well, it's a good thing Mulan came around and killed him. Well, that's that's right. Drag, Jessica Drag is. Yeah. I do have a guess the movie thing if you want. If you if you have it, yeah, where let's, let's do it. I'm okay. I'm all the way back to one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you got the hours of hours with a nap in five seconds. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, so guess this movie came out in 1992. All right, I graduated high school. So I I bet I can't say for sure that you saw this one. So this might be a hard one. Okay. It's going to be hard because I just worked three back-to-back doubles, and now it's... <laughs> but sometimes they say sleep exhaustion makes you more creative. Ah, okay. That's, yes. I'm, let's go with that. We'll go with that. So this is a remake of a sort of three movies, Carrie, Village of the Damned, and Flowers for Algernon. So a remake of three movies in one movie. Yes. 1992. Yes. So one of, but not technically the main stars did this movie before his stint as James Bond. Okay. So that's obviously Pierce Brosnan. Is it? Well, it's either him or Daniel Craig. <laughs> Could be either one, right? Could be either one, but was Daniel Craig even on the scene in 1992? He was alive in 1992. Well, he was alive. Well, he's 50. <laughs> so he would have been 28 in 1992. So he could have, yeah, he could have been. So this movie also contained cutting-edge computer graphics for its time. Lawnmower are... Man. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, that's all you had to say. Yeah, I, I, I was debating whether to use that one clip or, uh, soon or not, but uh, yeah, I gave it away. Because I remember watching this as a kid being floored by the effects. Oh, yeah. They're laughable now. Oh, my God. They're so hokey and dated now. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> lawnmower man <sighs> ah, but i love that I, I loved that movie when i was a kid loved Did it you? yeah I, something about it is so cool the virtual like i was convinced that virtual reality was going to be that in you know four or five years at the most oh so disappointing like have you seen the oculus rift at all no i have not either and i thought that it was i'm like i'm a sucker when it comes to virtual reality i thought the oculus rift was going to take off like once i hit the market i thought that thing was gonna be huge and i don't know anybody that's got it i don't well, know anybody that's talking about it those samsung phones have uh virtual reality goggles that you can wear yeah that's not the same thing though is it well i mean it's not covering your entire head with sound and everything it's not like a total body immersion i mean is it like you can move your hand in front of it and it's affecting what you're doing yeah I think huh. so. Well, no, like the ads that they're showing are just like you're watching something happen in front of you. Yeah. You can move around, but... Seems pretty basic. Like the Oculus Rift, from what I saw, they're rushing into the market to get market share because they weren't ready to unleash the full uh, Sex uh, robots. Well, yes. I mean, you can do, like you can already, I know you can do this. You can already get porn made for VR. So it's like you can move your head around and see different things in the scene, shit like that. But you can't, like, you know. Why don't you tell the audience how you know this? Because um, my um, my my neighbors (laughs) were talking about it. Uh, I've got a friend that told me about it. I heard somebody talking, like, about porn sites that do it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not quite sure what porn is, to tell you the truth. Porn. It's it's short for. Pornification. <laughs> Masters of Pornification. <laughs> That's our next podcast. Uh, welcome to the Masters of Pornification, where we rate and review. No, we review, then rate. No, we <laughs> rate them first, then we review them. All pornography. You know, all jokes aside, we should totally do a porno episode. And we could get, like, Rob back to help, help us rate Rob in here for the porn yeah, episode. Yeah. No, if that would be awkward. That would be awkward whatsoever. Three 
middle-aged man talking about fucking pornography. Yeah, that would be awesome. Would it be more awkward than standing in a blockbuster with a bunch of porn movies while your friends go back and get mail? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I did a family video. It wasn't a blockbuster. Oh, so. it was family video. I don't know. It was fine in the family video. Maybe it would be awkward Yeah, blockbuster. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Magic the Gathering was taken over by super religious groups. Maybe the porn industry will be taken over by super it wasn't, religious. It wasn't taken over. It was appropriated. That's what I want to see, though. I want to see religious group appropriate porn. <laughs> I want to see fundamentalist Christian porn. I want to know what that would be. I guarantee it's out there. Oh, God. It's like ankles. Yeah. <laughs> wrists. Stroking, stroking ankles. It's like reading Bible verses with a low, deep voice or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh this is terrible oh my god this is terrible why are we talking about it i why do we talk about anything i uh, know that's true <laughs> all right i have i've, I've time traveled it has taken all of the juice out of me i am so tired <laughs> so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna sign off as the actual lawnmower man nice this is the lawnmower man saying keep it in your pants jeeves and this is bob <laughs> keep it in your pants jeeves i don't know <laughs> this yeah. is bob conservatory lead pipe pup scully redemption magic bob redemption magic scully cthulhu cthulhu.com dot xxx saying dip me in your monday milk dip me in your monday milk all right see you later bye bye Yeah.